Hello? <laughs> Shut your pie hole. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This has been quite the week for me. I mean, it's been as crazy as you can expect, considering we're still quarantined. I started rewatching all the Harry Potter movies, and I'm already on the Half-Blood Prince. You know, whenever I watched the first one again this time around, I cried immediately because it was so nostalgic. I am kind of a fake fan of Harry Potter because I haven't read the books and I know that that's not cool, but I have seen all the movies several times and I find them extremely enjoyable. So something kind of crazy happened this weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but my boyfriend at his mom's house where we've been quarantined, they have a pool out there. So we had like a pool day where we were drinking a bunch and, you know, having a great time. And randomly at the end of the night, I have no idea what happened, but I noticed that my finger was hurting and I looked down at it and it was so swollen and purple and my ring that I was wearing had been mashed into where it was super narrow. And I have no idea what happened, I guess, because we had been drinking all day, but it wasn't a weak ring. It was really good quality. It was like a hundred dollars. And it was completely smashed in and I couldn't get it off and it was causing my finger to swell up. And I I tried everything. I tried butter. I tried oil. I tried butter and oil. I even had Slater go at my finger with a hammer trying to even the metal back out. Nothing would work. And this is at like four in the morning that I have this realization. And so I'm kind of starting to panic a little bit because my finger was turning really purple. And so... I was like, what do we do, babe? And he was like, I think we have to go to the ER. And I was like, I'm not going to the ER. There's no way I'm going to go risk my life at the ER at four in the morning whenever I'm drunk. And he was like, well, looks like we got to call the paramedics. So I shit you not, he dials 911 on his phone. And (laughs) we wait about 15 minutes and then we walk up to the end of the driveway and this whole ass fire truck pulls up lights on sounds a blazing and the fireman gets out of the truck and he says so where's the ring and I had to shamefully walk up to him and he took the cutest little mini saw and he had to saw the ring off my finger and that's about the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the past few months but aside from that I am really excited about today's guests I have the one, the only Bella Twins with me today, Nikki and Brie Bella. I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to be a huge fan of the WWE, and I was a huge fan of theirs. I still am. They're lovely. And so I'm really excited to talk with these wonderful ladies. Hello there, Nikki and Brie. This is so cool that I get to chat with y'all. I'm a huge fan. Oh, um, there's so much I just want to like have a good convo about. I'm really excited to have you guys, and I'm excited for this. Um, starting off, like, what have you guys been doing during quarantine? I know everyone kind of has their own regimen or their own new hobbies. I mean, you guys are pregnant during quarantine. What's going on? Who are you with? <laughs> so I have to say, we've been so blessed to have each other during quarantine. It's funny because when... We became next door neighbors with literally a zero property line. I kind of thought to myself, like, this is going to be a huge mistake. No one lives this close to their sister. But then this all happened. And I was like, I couldn't feel more lucky to have her. We literally do coffee dates in the morning. We do dinner at each other's houses to kind of feel like different scenery. And it's really cute because Artem's been just a gourmet chef. He's a gourmet chef. I didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm engaged to like a gourmet chef, which the only downfall about it, though, is I've gained more weight than I've wanted to before labor. (laughs) I'm like, Artem, I'm almost going to hit my weight where I wanted to be like being pushed into the hospital popping out a baby (laughs) but he makes like the yummiest stuff and it's hard to say no um it's just crazy but I do have to say like quarantine for us has gone so fast because when total bellas came out it's crazy doing all this media from home and instead of you know when you'd go do three like crazy media days it's just spread out 
And so I feel like right. for us and with the book, like it's gone by fast and we're yeah. not even drinking, which is crazy. Right. And we do remind each other too, like we got to stay calm yeah. and positive because there's so much uncertainty out there that it's hard. It's very easy to kind of go down like a dark hole. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine doing quarantine without drinking. Oh, I mean, I, it's like one. it's 2 p.m. and I've already had a beer. Right. Yeah. Well, hard we feel us. like it was God's doing because he knew <laughs> we'd be absolute drunks if we weren't forced to be sober in quarantine. <laughs> Honestly, we'd be killing vineyards, finding them anywhere. Oh so gosh. that's really cute, though, that you guys have each other. That's nice because, you know, I'm I'm with my boyfriend and stuff, but I'm not like with anybody who like, you know, I've known my entire life or like, you know, super, super close friend. Like I'm like in his element. Uh, So it's been a little challenging because I'm just like, I miss my friends. I miss my family. Um, But I'm happy to be with my boyfriend. And, you know, I can distract myself pretty easily. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what Nicole and I were saying? Think of all the people who like moved in together that first week and then all of a sudden quarantine happened. Or like some that were, we were saying forced to be together, like relationships. I'm right. Like, I wonder how it is for them. Well, talk about testing a relationship. I mean, at oh, least yeah. you'll know off the bat, right? Yeah, it's been pretty nuts. Like uh, we've fought in a lot during this because we'd only been together like a month before the quarantine happened, oh, like wow. a month so- and a half. And but we had spent every day together before that. Like we hadn't spent a night apart. So we it just kind of was like a thing, like not even a conversation, just like, okay, we're going to go to my mom's and quarantine there. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Uh, And then, you know, you spend that much time with someone and their family. And it's like you start nitpicking and like just getting really mad about the stupidest stuff and fighting about it. But I think like what it tells like. What I learned from it the most was that we can resolve our fights. Even if I'm annoyed or he's annoyed with me or whatever, and we do get into a a little bicker, we can resolve it maturely. And so that's very telling. Oh, see, that's good. Now, is is it awkward at all if you guys fight, like, for you? Because he has all his family, which usually take his side. But, like, do you guys go in another room and, like, have to make sure your voices are, like, quiet? Um, yeah, so there has been a couple of fights where like, you know, the family was involved, like the one time I like went to my apartment and stuff, we were like in a fight. And uh, they were all like talking about me and like talking about the situation. And so then I got back and I was like, well, I feel really awkward because I know you've all been talking about me. And some of you are irritated with me and like obviously taking his side and stuff. So like ever since that happened, it happened like a week ago, it's kind of been a little tense around here. Like I definitely feel uncomfortable at times, but I'm like just trying to get over it. But it's frustrating because it's like, babe, just don't I'm like, don't involve your family in all this because you know, I'm here with you. And like, it's gonna be awkward for me and uncomfortable. And I don't want that. But then sometimes, you know, whenever we are fighting, it's me who's like louder because I just have a loud voice whenever I'm like really passionate about something. And so it's like, I'm kind of doing it to myself because then everyone's like, what's going on? And I'm like, none of your freaking business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That that would be so tough. I couldn't even imagine that. But I do tell you this all the time. Like what? And like people will see it on you know, in a couple weeks on Total Bellas, but like my sister will confide in me in certain things about her and Artem and the relationship. And she, it's almost like she doesn't want me to judge or have my own opinions because then the next day everything can be fine, but then I'm still judging. And she'll be like, why are you being so judgy? And I'm like, how do you want me to just get over it and not have an opinion about what you told me? So I tell her, I'm like, sometimes (laughs) you just probably shouldn't tell me stuff because I will have an opinion. I'll hold on to it. And, it, you know, like, I'm not in your situation. That is true. I, mm-hmm. I will. That is one thing. But I feel like we've all tried to learn that throughout the years. And we'll never learn it. That That's whenever true. we get in fights, we go straight to our friends, straight to our family. Mm-hmm. And then it sucks because then they always judge that person. And it's like, you guys, like... It's just a fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it. let me just like talk shit about them for a second and you pretend like it didn't happen. And I don't want you to like feel differently about that person. I just needed to vent. Always. Totally. That will be the only plus when there's actually robots in this world, because then we could just talk shit to a robot and then program them not to judge. <laughs> and be like, um, yes. So you're talking about therapist. <laughs> yeah, but like a robot. No, I therapist. Know. You know, judge. I've had one experience with a therapist and uh, it was really good. But this is an interesting conversation because I'm curious to know what y'all think about it, because I felt like the therapist was just telling me what I wanted to hear. 
And just so I would come back so I could keep paying them. And I was like, no, I need you to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, I need you to criticize my behavior so I can, like, make things right and, like, feel like a better person, not, like, just tell me what I want to hear so I'll keep coming back. But, I mean, I did only go to a few sessions. Maybe it was just, like, not a therapist for me. But I don't know. Have you guys experienced that? So I have experienced that before. And I was like, not for me. And then I got a life coach. So a little different than a therapist, but a life coach. So helps me personally, emotionally, business-wise, in every aspect of my life, but definitely always tells me all the stuff I'm doing wrong. And I can't believe how much growth I've had with the life coach. And I was like, finally, someone that is telling me like, Brie, stop feeling bad for yourself. Stop saying this. Stop saying this. Instead, let's do it this way. And it made me a better, like, I felt like sister, wife. It made me a better business partner. But I've been working with her for a long time. And I was like, life coach is always what I needed. Well, remember when I had a therapist that actually would scold me really bad. So I was actually like always afraid to go in because (laughs) I always felt like I was in trouble with how I was living my life or like just loving this person for who they were. Like, how dare I love them for this? So that like it I had I mean, I've been through I feel like a lot of therapists and just like breathe the minute I got a life coach that was like game changer fully helped me changed me in the ways that I wanted to be changed. And I feel like, so if you go the life coach route for sure, but yeah, therapists can be scary. Yeah. So life coach, how, how often do you talk to a life coach? So I used to talk to mine once a week and then I was kind of like, okay, I think I'm good for a little bit. So then we like took a month off and then we started back up, took another month off and now I'm back talking to her every week. And so just because with quarantine life, we run three companies and like a lot of people all of a sudden you had to learn how to evolve your companies differently because we were lucky that a lot of ours was anyways direct to consumer online, but everything is changing. And one of ours, you know, Birdie B, our downtown factory, no one's been able to work since March. So and we were doing a lot of like made to order. So we've just had to change so much. So it was hard not to like kind of just feel defeated. And then also it's like we're pregnant. We haven't been able to see our mom. My mom, it's like her time where, yeah, it's like her two daughters, her twins are pregnant. She hasn't been able to rub our bellies. Um, so I feel like with all this stuff and the uncertainty, I was like, I need her back in once a week to help like business wise, but also like just emotionally. Cause it, it is easy to get anxiety like during these times. Yeah. I feel like I would need to talk to a life coach every day. I'm very curious about this whole life coach thing. Like what, how are they different from a therapist? You know, I feel like it, there's a lot more conversation happening and structure, I felt like sometimes when I'd go into a therapist and maybe not all, but my experience is I kind of felt like I had to keep talking. And like when there'd be quiet moments, I was like, am I not telling enough? Like, I don't know. It always felt like a little bit of someone listening more. Like I got to talk more and someone was listening. Where with my life coach, I feel like we're always coming up with a plan. There's detail. Like we, like we concentrate on maybe one thing on the call, but there's a lot of back and forth. Right. Right. Well, I feel like a life coach will help guide you through your problems, your life, your business. Um, where therapists, they just want they they're the. I feel like sometimes they're paid to listen to you and get out an emotion. But like a life coach, you're just you're being coached to be a better person, like who you want to be. And that's what I've always have preferred because I've been the same. Like I've been there with a therapist, then it's quiet. And I'm like, am I, am I supposed to cry right now? Or they, what's happening? And I would walk out of there. Like, did I get anything from this? I kind of feel the same where in the life coach session, I was like being coached and given homework or like given pointers of how I make a situation better of why I'm feeling this way. And I feel like that's why we pay these people, you know, is like, like we, we want to be told stuff. It's like when you go to a psychic, right. like you're not going to a psychic because you want you're to just have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Tell me tell my me future, even if it's true <laughs> or not true, like give me something. And I feel like that's the difference. 
I really like that because I always say like I have no no idea what I'm doing in life and I have no idea like what steps I need to take or like how I need to fix different aspects of my life. And so having somebody coach my life is exactly what I would need. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, we'll send you our life coaches info. Please do. She's in L.A. and you just and it's over the phone, but you'll love her. She's incredible. But you, I mean, I have to say you've overcome so much publicly. What I've always loved about you is that you are such a strong, badass woman. Like, I love people who are just so real and authentic and like walk in their truth and don't care like whether people love them or hate them. That's like Brie and I have always been that way. And I've really like when we first met and I really like started to research you and I'm like, she's freaking awesome. Like... You've been through a lot too publicly and like I love when women can just hold their head up high and overcome it and be so kick ass and I mean that's that's totally you which is amazing. Thank you. Uh, that's really sweet of you to say. It's it's true, you know, at first you might you know, encounter something publicly and it kind of makes your like heart drop to your stomach and you're just like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. I feel really crappy right now and all this stuff. But it's like at the end of the day, all you can do is like move forward and just keep on being yourself. And it sounds so cliche, but it's true. It's like you have to just like mentally block that out and just like not even entertain it and just keep doing you. And I've I watched you guys like I told you whenever I met you Nikki that I was huge fan of the WWE I was obsessed I would watch it all the time with my friend and I loved you guys so much because you guys were those badass bitches who like you know you both like had a title I think Nikki you had two um yeah and you had like the longest reigning one and like you guys there was so much controversial stuff of like people liking you or not liking you and you guys never cared you went out there and you were yourselves every single time and then you were like and I'm gonna drop a show on you I'm gonna be in one show and then I'm gonna drop my own show and I was like yes Honestly, oh my god, I love that. You know, it is funny because and thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, that is so sweet. There is only a certain a small amount of us who know like the pressures of the public eye and like the media. Like I see what I haven't gone through like a public breakup, but both of you have, and just how they can come in hard. Like I still can't believe what she deals with, like with media stuff, and I just like, but it's. What I love is when I see women like overcome it and conquer because I'm like, people don't realize like it's hard. Like it's, there's so many days where we both look at each other and we're like, just breathe, just, just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> we got each yeah. other. <laughs> but you know, doing like The Bachelor and going through so much publicly, like we've done reality TV for seven years. But if you were offered to come back like on reality, not Bachelor, Bachelorette, but like even your own show, would you do it? Like, would you fully put your life back out there? You know, I think I would because I really, really enjoyed doing it. I loved being behind a camera. You know, the worst part about it probably is like all the waiting around, as you guys know. Like there's a lot of times you're just waiting for something to happen or like waiting for them to start something and you're just kind of sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Like, uh, so that was probably the only bad part. But other than that, I had so much fun with it. And it was like they just embraced me and they just encouraged me to like be more myself. And I think that in my past, a lot of the time, you know, from teachers, and you know bosses and managers and stuff like that it was a lot of them trying to suppress me and like tell me how like you know my personality was wrong and I needed to be more this way or that way whereas in reality tv they were like oh this girl's a dream let's keep her being who she is you know like this is perfect television and so I loved that because like for the first time in my life I really felt like validated that it was okay to be like who I was or who I am totally See, I, I love, love that. that that's how exactly how we felt too because we we're kind of the girls like we're not going to apologize for who we are but it is true reality television embraces that and i like it too because we never really have to apologize because it's like well shit you see it on reality tv like this is who i am we don't have to fake it to anyone it's great oh it's the best thing ever it's so much fun right I want to talk to you guys a little bit about WWE because I just have a couple questions. Are you guys cool with that? Yes. Okay, so one of the things I want to ask you guys because one time me and my friend, we were up late at night and we were watching like uh, gimmicks and stuff. And, you know, they're called gimmicks, right? Yes. Yeah. And 
I know you guys are friends with her, but it was the funniest gimmick I'd ever seen. Still to this day, whenever I think about it, I can't help but laugh. And it was Natty's fart gimmick. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> what what Natty. was that? I it- mean, when they, I'll never forget when they pitched it to Natty and Natty just so sweetly, like, of course I'll do it. But I was like, what? Hey, why would they even want a woman farting like that? But it's WWE. We do always these quirky, crazy things. But man, she took it and ran with it. Like, she did <laughs> she so good. I know. It. And I remember sometimes she'd just be like, I can't believe this is my character right now. <laughs> but I was just like, where, what direction are we going in right now with the women? It was so odd. And I'll, I'll admit, at the same time, I was very happy that I wasn't given it. <laughs> I was like, thank God, because I would be like, what do you want me to do? Like, But I will say, I would have said yes. I, I mean, of course, it. we all do that. Right. We've all done something I would have walked into WWE. pre-tapes and let out some gas. <laughs> God, poor It was Natty. so funny. I think it's really cool that you ladies got to be like a part of the empowerment of women in the WWE because I didn't get into it until Total, uh, Total Divas. Then I started watching it and then I got really into it, but I didn't know the history of it before then. And my friend who has been watching it her whole life, she was like, no, like, let me show you some shit. And so, you know, I saw how a lot of the women got like really mistreated in the beginning. And then now, boom, you guys like all came out and it's like women are the shit. Like it was just really cool. And like you guys like, led with the torch what do you call you like held the torch for that yeah. like, let's go yeah you know it's crazy because of our time there we did get to see the locker room change so much and just the opportunity for women and you know it always made nicole and i feel bad because we did see the women in the past try hard to make change and want change but they never got it and um but we were lucky enough to be there so long that we were part of that forefront of the change for the women and so it it gives me goosebumps when i think about it because me too yeah it was a long journey and it was a hard one like it was so hard totally and that was always like our fight because um if you were just someone tuning in like they were they were like using the NXT women as like these women that wanted change. And we were the women of the past. Like, no, we've wanted this. Don't forget how women were treated before. And we remember those women. They were just so upset because they didn't have a voice at that time. And Brie and I wanted to be the voice for all women, women that weren't there anymore, but we knew that wanted to change so bad, but it did make the battle so much better when you tuned in with us versus the others. Cause we, we just represented, it was like almost game of Thrones style. Like we were the white walkers pretty much like representing <laughs> the past, like fighting the new. Um, and I loved it because it's Brie and I, I mean, 13 years, we saw so much and that was towards the end of our 13 years. Yeah. And so it was such an amazing. And fight. I will say this, the one thing that, I definitely recognize through my whole entire time at WWE is when we first got there, a lot of women didn't work together. A lot of women were in it for themselves and that didn't make women succeed. It was nice to see that when we did the um, divas revolution story, um, it was nice to see all of our teams. We all came together united and wanted to make every match the best. We all wanted to work together. And I truly believe because women came together, worked together, we succeeded. It wasn't women trying to pull each other down anymore. And I think that's what the past suffered where the future doesn't. I agree. And you see that so much in so many different industries that when women unite, like look at the me too movement, like look at like we took down a monster like or they took down a monster like what we can do when we unite is so incredible and that is true the past didn't do that where the future wanted to in the present look at when women wanted to vote like anytime you see a change for women women came together and i wish we'd always just remember that in everything we do i agree because if if you think about it the first haters sometimes i don't know about my first hater comments on like my social media are, are usually women like the first ones to kind of bash me i'm like damn like why like i have a lot of dudes that bash me too yeah it's always a woman usually like middle-aged you know and i'm just like she, you need to be progressive let's go but it's so true like whenever women unite and like we set aside because it's in our instincts to be jealous but if you can acknowledge like okay i'm feeling this way about this person because i'm envious 
I need to stop being envious and be appreciative and like want to work together. It's just like the more and more we progress, the like less and less jealous as women are becoming. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I agree. You know, I always recognize the latter. We say the same thing. Twins. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) I always looked at the ladder that people climb more as like, like an escalator. Like people are constantly going up and going down and you could still go back up and go down. Like you don't have that one time to climb up that ladder and you're not the only person who's going to. And I knew that even at WWE, like I'm not going to only ever be the only champion forever. There's going to be other women. There's going to be other women who are going to get their pushes, be the face. And it made me happy and proud and also want to support other women. And the other women that were just driving themselves crazy were the ones that were jealous of what some of the other women were getting. And they wouldn't just take the time, like you said, to be like, why do I feel this way? I want to be that one day. Right. And and you'll always get that opportunity. There's enough success for everyone in this world. Woman, man, future, yeah. child of the future, whatever it may be. There's enough success for all of us. And it's like, that's what you just have to remember when you feel that way. Well, and that's why I always laughed when I see like people compare like either if it's different women or whatever, it's like we all have to be different for it to be entertaining. Especially like when you look at WWE, we need to all be different characters. We all have to bring something different to the table. But yet, like that whole comparison thing, I never understood. Because I'm like, if we all were the same, then you guys would say boring. We're all different. And then you want to compare us to be, all be the same. Like it's it's bizarre how it can work. Were you guys like each other's like biggest cheerleaders whenever you went into it? Because I know that, you know, you had a title, Brie, you had a title, then you had two titles. Was there ever like, I don't know, how did you guys deal with that? Because I know like I could be jealous sometimes. So I just wonder if y'all got any in any fights over it. If you put the jealousy aside, like we're talking about and just like built the other one up. And also like you guys were pinned against each other at one point. And like, I'm just wondering how that was going on. Yeah. So Brie, were you jealous of me? Never. <laughs> no, actually, you know, the thing I I think is because, and I knew because Bella Twins were always a tag team, but together we were powerful. And we also were individually. But for me, it was like, if I couldn't be a champion, I would want my sister to be it. And the fact that I would still be attached to it and be able to walk out, it made me feel like I was still a part of it. And so for me, it was like I was always rooting her on. And and it was like Nicole said earlier, too, you know, everyone has their moment. Like I was Divas champion at one point and And I just think it, I don't know, it always made me just proud. I was never jealous. But I will say when we went against each other, it was actually my favorite thing because it was nice to work with someone that it was a give and take. It was like... I knew I was going to go into a storyline where she just wanted to make me look good. And she knew I just wanted to make her good, look good. Cause that doesn't always happen with the women. You never know who's going to try to bury you or do something. Right. So the, having the trust made me like actually love it. Yeah. And I think that's why Brie and I, cause I felt the same way with Brie, like when she was champion and even when I was a two time champion and the longest reigning, like I always wanted to involve her as much as possible because I knew my character, my championship met more with her by my side. And so um, it was like, oh, shit, what was I going to say? Pregnancy brain. Honestly, pregnancy brain such a real thing. It's like you go blank. But, um, oh, but that's why I feel like Brie and I were at the forefront for change because being identical twins and understanding that like, no, when, when you have this, it's so much better and it's less scary out there and you succeed more. I think that's what made us always want to fight for women. Um, because even growing up when I think of things like there were times that I was like jealous of what people got, but never like, it never drove me crazy. It was like, oh, I want to try harder to be there. Um, and I don't know if it's just cause we've been identical twins. So I've always had this girl next to me competing with, and I think that's what made us at a very young age want that change. I, mm, I love that so much. I was really bummed whenever you guys were against each other because like at first, I'm not going to lie. I was a bigger fan of Brie because oh, I felt like yes. you were like you were so successful, you know, Nikki. And yeah. so I was like rooting for her and like wanting her to like do better. And then I fell in love with both of you whenever Total Bellas came out. And like I got to see more of like both of you. And I was like, these are just the coolest sisters. I want a twin right now. I'm so bummed. Aww, I love it. You. It is. So, I mean. 
Brie and I always say we feel so blessed, like being an identical twin. Like we just you have this built in best friend, someone who always has your back. And like we just even though we're very different, we love the same things as far as how we vacation, how we drink our wine, <laughs> um, how we like to talk like about things. Um, So it's that part has been like just a lot of fun. And I'm like so thankful to be a twin. I couldn't even imagine it any other way. Right. I know. We're lucky. We are. Oh, it's so cute. So, Bree, mm-hmm. you're married to Brian. Yes. 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 <laughs> I love it. How's that going? And I also, I don't know much about y'all's pregnancies right now. So do you know if you're having boys or girls or names or anything? I like give me all the scoop. Yeah. yeah. So Brian and I, we really want to have a surprise. So we're not going to find out till delivery. I know we're so excited, but you know, I have to say like Brian and I, it's so crazy because we've been together almost nine years. I can't even believe it. And, you know, obviously it started at wrestling and it's funny because we were friends first. So when I first saw Brian, I was never like, oh, my gosh, that guy. It was like we became friends and I fell so hard for him. Like, I just I couldn't believe it. Right. It was so weird. Like it was crazy because I used to always see them flirting. I'm like. Is she flirting with Daniel Bryan? This is so weird. (laughs) Because I was always into like rocker guys and musicians. So like Bryan was the opposite. But I started to realize how much I had in common with him. And um, it's weird because our relationship has just been in front of the cameras a lot. But like with wrestling, it's just been moving so fast. And on the season of Total Bell, as people see that he and I really start to realize how much we were becoming different and we started to evolve differently. And I hate to be that person to be like, uh, kids do that too. But what you realize is like when you have a big career and then you have a child, you put all your attention to the child, to your careers where like your marriage doesn't even like come in the top three. It's just so down at the bottom. And Brian and I just really realized that we're like, okay, we need to work on this, but we have, and I have to say now it's, crazy how I feel like we're almost back in the beginning stages like he and I he still has to travel for WWE but at nighttime he and I haven't even been watching shows we just chit chat like little girls like we sit in bed like on our sides and we just like talk for two hours and then like we'll pass out like it's crazy and I'm like Brian this makes me feel like back when we were dating when we'd be talking on the phone or I don't know and so but we're doing good and I think we're just excited for this baby to come so yeah and for me so artem and i we are um so june 11th is our season finale and that's when we're doing our big gender reveal because at first when we were going to find out the gender i was just like you know what reality tv never has surprises anymore because of social media like everyone always knows everything and i was like how fun would it be to have this build up even for us to like just do find out the gender, do it all on a season finale. Like how great would that be? So that's in four Thursdays. So it's a genius idea Four Thursdays. Yeah. So I was like, you know, it makes it fun. And like, I, it just, we all need surprises at time. I couldn't wait to labor though, because I'm like, I need to get shit done for myself. Like you're on baby number two. Well, what are the due dates? July 27th. And I'm August 6th. So literally oh my gosh, a week and a half so apart. so cute. I know. It's, we're like crazy. <laughs> it's, I mean, we feel like we're having twins. It's weird. Different wombs, but like there's something about these babies that already seems so connected. I feel like we're having like twins on some spiritual level. I like, agree. I feel like we're Me having too. twins. It's so cute. They're going to get to grow up together just like you guys did. Like, you know, kind of like twins because you guys are going to be so close like always. And then they're going to be so close. I know. know. I'm hoping they're the same sex. That'll make it better. I mean, and if they're not, it's fine. But I'm hoping they're the same sex. I know. Me too. Um, So, Nikki, are you and Artem engaged or are you married or what's the deal? So we're engaged. Um, We, gosh, so we got engaged back in November. And then I found out I was pregnant three weeks after and I was already feeling like oh my gosh this engagement happened really quick we've only been together for a year officially and like this is just this is a lot not even officially we started dating at that point so 
it, it was like I was going through all these feelings of it just feeling really fast. And then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh my gosh. And I had just told Artem, I'm like, look, just because I'm pregnant, we're not going to rush and get married. Like I want to have the baby, see where things are at. And then we could start talking marriage. But I mean, what he and I literally went through in a year was like what people go through in four years. Cause like he had gotten fired from dancing with the stars and like for someone to deal with such a career loss, he was devastated. And that was like in the beginning of a relationship. Why did, why did he get fired? Do you mind me asking? So, no, not at all. So he, um, it was the craziest thing. It was last season and it was literally three days before he was flying out for good morning America announcement. So they literally, they would fly out. I think it was on a Sunday and they called him on a Friday night. So here he was like booked the whole time. And like for dancers, it's like any gig in Hollywood, like all the other jobs are already taken because like he's about to start a new season and he got released. And like he, I mean, all Artem's done his whole life has been a ballroom dancer. He's from Russia. He's incredible. One of the best. And then he did Dancing with Stars. I think it was 10 years or something crazy. And he started at Strictly over in the UK in London and then came over to Dancing with the Stars. He was on season one of So You Think You Can Dance. Like it's his history is crazy, but like he was just so blindsided and that was like so hard on our relationship because it makes someone naturally depressed. And like, it's really hard when you just start dating someone and then all of a sudden they go through that and you're trying to be strong. And then you're like, when's this going to pass? And then it was, we went through so, so much. And like, and I'll admit, I miss him dancing so much because Artem is like one of the most beautiful dancers in the world. Well, thank goodness for TikTok. I, I try to get him to do it with me more, but he won't. I'm like, come on. I need like, even when he scrambles eggs, like how perfectly pointed his toes are in his posture. <laughs> it's like unreal. That sounds hot. And they're the best lovers. I Ooh. mean, dancers. Well, I don't know. Brian's amazing. He's a wrestler. Not I know, a but you've never been with the dancers. So. Here's the thing. You guys are both with like athletic people. So amazing, beautiful bodies. Oh, like, yeah. Right. Athletes I are the it. best. Like, yeah, whatever. my boyfriend's an athlete. Like, yeah. he always played sports. He's got an amazing body. I oh, love yeah. It. I'm all, I love, I mean, there's nothing sexier than when they have a beautiful body. Yeah, and like the muscle that butt. That you get to just, yeah, touch and see it work yeah. out when it's yes. like an athletic, yeah, stage. Yes. He's <laughs> got back. stamina. That's yes. stamina, exactly. <laughs> love that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Well, that's really cute. And I'm sorry that, you know, he had to go through that. Oh, but okay. I think it's awesome that you were there for him. And yeah. it really grew y'all's relationship and stuff. And now you're at the point where you're about to have a baby. When are you going to get married? Ooh, so so the baby's due in August. And, you know, it's also scary because of like COVID-19. It's like what like when we don't even the uncertainty just kills me. It's like it's so hard not to try to feel depressed over it at times. Like, cause you're like, how long are we stuck inside right. for? And seeing all the headlines of all these weddings where some people weren't getting their wedding back or they have to their social dis or their money back and they had a social distance. And I was just like, I want to make sure the world is in such a clear space that like, cause the day I get married, like I just want a massive party. I want to bash. I want everything I've dreamed of. Um, so I'm, I honestly think our wedding will probably be far, far out. Maybe not, maybe within a year, but like, I don't even know. I, I have a feeling it might be longer. Yeah, it's unpredictable. And especially because, you know, like you said, with the COVID-19, um, they keep on pushing it back further and further, the lockdown, and then saying that it's going to be worse whenever it comes winter time this year. So yeah, that's totally understandable I just I feel so bummed for everybody that's going through that like there's so many weddings that were supposed to happen and now they're canceled or rescheduled it just happened to my cousin she just messaged us all today and was like I'm so sorry but we have to postpone it and it's like nobody even knows when to postpone it to right and this is like a huge deal like your wedding like you know you plan out all this stuff like it's really exciting and everyone's just like Meh. what do we do now right I, I mean I can't even imagine it was Funny because I was talking to someone who their wedding's in August and they were like, kind of like, I was like, oh, like, are you guys going to do or what's happening? But you do the first thing you think about is your elderly, like your grandparents and all of that. And it's still not going to be safe for them. 
And then you're like, well, do I want to have it without them there? And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much that goes into it. Or not have like people dance and it's like, it's just like, hard. It's the one day that's supposed to be all about you and you're thinking about everyone else. Right. Right. Well, and even as an now, like I have wanted to be a mom for so long. And oh, yeah. as an now, I'm not doing a maternity shoot. I've lost, you know, and endorsement deals, magazine covers. I was okay losing all that, but how to cancel my baby shower. Don't think I'm ever going to get that. My best friends haven't even touched my tummy. And here we've been best friends since we've all been 18. And like, I like, they might not ever even see my baby bump. They might just end up seeing my baby at like six months old. Like, so it's bizarre. just so crazy. Like I told Brie, I go, what, what keeps me going through it is that I'm healthy. My baby's healthy. So I'm so blessed for that. So but just to not have these things that were, such a luxury in life is so difficult and it's like I just I miss how life was it's like oh maybe at times we were like we're all you know ungrateful for how amazing it was but now you realize like I do anything to go back yeah like and your boyfriend's a musician right Mm -hmm. so for them they can't even plan out tours right because they don't know when a live audience can come yeah no so he um he does have a studio here, so he has been up there making a whole album that he's going to release. I like, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's been making music still, uh, so that's really good. Like, he still has that. But, yeah, he can't really plan for a lot, and he can't do, you know, a bunch of the stuff that he wants to do, like, you know, sh- photo shoots and music videos and all of this stuff, everything that, you know, he wants to do. So he's feeling, like, kind of unproductive, and I'm like, you're still doing everything you can, you know? He's, like, submitting the stuff to Spotify and whatnot, like all of these little steps that I would never know about that artists have to take. Um, but yeah, he can't plan any of that kind of stuff. And I just feel bummed for him and bummed for, you know, all the other people out there that can't work either. And, you know, everyone's relying on like their stimulus checks and stuff. And it's just like, it's so sad that the world is like this right now. So sad. I know it's so sad. And what I hate is there isn't an end date. It's like, you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know when it, when is it safe for everyone to go back to work? And is it, you know, is the restaurant industry like forever just changed and never going to be the same? And is the world that way? I always think of that. Like, how do we all go back to what it was? Like, we, I just, we can't like, and a vaccine that, I mean, all those talks, you don't even know what's real anymore on the news. And then there's those, you know, vaccines, but vaccines, like if they're safe, that's usually years and years out. Like, yeah, everyone's going to be paranoid. And also, you know, they have like these antibody tests now that they can do. And it's like 50% chance of accuracy. And it's like, what? It's crazy to me. It's like, I've never felt more as a human being on earth, like feeling more lost. Like, like we're supposed to (laughs) have people help us like, wait, you were born with the brains to like, tell us, like, tell us what we need to know. Like, where, what do we do next? And I feel like no one knows, not even the smartest people, not even the leaders, like no one knows. Yeah. My naturopath kind of told me something. I was like, Oh, I get that. He's like, you just have to live. And if you feel like you're a person who's at high risk, you know what you need to do to protect yourself. And if you feel like you're a person who's not, you know, then too, like, but you you have to continue to live like you can't let this not let you live and and i was like i agree like you know i i'm lucky i'm healthy and even being pregnant super healthy and all that and i i feel confident like i agree you do have to keep living it's true yeah for sure it's wild and like you said no idea when it's going to be over and even whenever it is everyone's still not going to want to touch each other getting big crowds or anything like oh, that yeah. like it's going to be a few years i feel like and like restaurants i've heard they're going to like start separating all the tables like once they do open back up and have like a huge distance between them it's just like i wow who would have ever thought this would happen in 2020 i know and they were saying oh. some restaurants are going to put up like plastic wall things and i was I, like i would like what? that and I'm like, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I'd rather just always eat at home. But just think of New York too. Like how Ugh. much do you love going to the restaurants that with all the cute little tables? And even though you're like hitting elbows with people. You you actually meet people that way and have really good conversations. It's the best. It's like what you love about New York. Like the dining experience being so close to strangers is the most fun thing. It's literally the sex in the city. I like, know. It's the best thing ever. I know. I read somewhere that it's going to be super inexpensive to live there after all of this. Like not super inexpensive, but a lot less expensive than it is 
or has been, you know? Oh, wow. Gosh, and so they I say bet. like all the youth are going to move there because they're going to be able to afford it now. So like New York is going to be the future of the youth and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. I think it was just like a theory article. Yeah. yeah. But that actually would be cool. It would make sense. I lived in New York for two years and I loved it. It was like the greatest two years of my life. Not really? The greatest, I always but wanted it was to. amazing. Oh I my was gosh. single. It's so much I was fun. 27. I'd be visiting all the time. Uh, it's a pretty incredible city. But it I was really like, uh, after two years, I'm like, I should probably get out of here before I spend all my money, <laughs> drink too much. I was on the road with WWE, so I was in and out. But it just, uh, there's something about that city. I love it. Uh, I, w- I want to like get rich enough so I can have my New York apartment. You yeah, know, like yes. live in LA, have that New York apartment. Totally. Oh my, Brie and I talk about that. Like you have to have your penthouse with all the views. Yeah. No, overlooking Central always, Park. Yeah. <laughs> be dining at Nobu Fifty Seven. <laughs> shopping at Bergdorf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, this is kind of random, but I really wanted to bring this up because I was looking, I just like looked at your Wikipedia today, like just kind of skimmed through it right before. And I saw something on there that I thought was really funny. So you guys, um, I think it was I don't remember if it was after high school or after college, during college, but I read that you guys worked at Hooters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So did I. Hi, welcome so did I. You did? That's yes. amazing. Oh, my God. I love it. How long were you there for? I only worked there a few months, but I was a really good waitress. Like, I was just like the really sweet one who would like recover all the tables, you know, like an order went wrong or something. And I'd come up like, here's some complimentary fried pickles. And I got you guys all the extra ranch. Wink, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh totally. my God, I love it. Uh, we were so hooters. Like we, because you do, you have to play into it and the tips go up. But we worked at Hooters for what, almost two years? Two and a half years. Yeah. And it's like a whole community like you the people you work with like the girls it's really nuts that's what prepared y'all for like total divas and all of this stuff honestly oh my gosh because yes. it was like you would have your crew so that it was like your bestie crew and then everyone else though had their crews and like everyone would just like compete and it was just like we say it was almost like a modeling agency in a way like just the competition with certain things but then you had your booze and you'd all go get your drinks after hang out or whatnot how they've never made a reality show on hooters i mean i've always wondered that it would be so entertaining the bella twins might have to be executive producers on honestly it. they really hey guys i think you just came up with your next show honestly <laughs> it'd be I mean, so good them fighting over the big scrunchy socks those are my socks or no yeah women. we used to like steal the extra socks out of the back room and like an yeah. extra shirt and stuff like the manager would catch you and be like what are you doing oh, and totally. then we'd be like secretly like drinking in the back and oh, stuff my, totally oh we would be doing all of that i will say it was some really good times like and then you could always tell the ones who were trying to diet because they get the side of grilled chicken with the baked beans yeah. like that was always our thing we're like oh so you're dieting right now I'm going to do the buffalo shrimp. I'm not dieting yeah. right now. <laughs> I was I was that asshole and I was like, I want the crab legs. I- I'm going to have crab legs today. Yeah. And then there's actually a really funny story. So really grossly enough back then, like I would I was smoking cigarettes like me and my friend worked there together. And we would smoke cigarettes. I know it's terrible for you. Disgusting. Don't do that yeah. anymore. But anyway, and so we were out back one day smoking a cigarette and my manager like she caught us and. I thought we were allowed to take a smoke break. And she comes back there and she was like, what are you doing, Demi? And I was like, uh, smoking a cigarette. And she was like, you can't do that. The customers can see you back here. And I was like, it's fine. Who cares? They're leaving. Or like, you know, they don't care if I'm smoking a cigarette. And she was like, can you imagine if you went to Disney World and you saw Goofy smoking a cigarette? <laughs> and I was like, this ain't Disney World, girl. It's Hooters. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's actually hilarious. That is That's a good so line. funny. I just like As totally visualize Goofy smoking, smoking a cigarette. Me too. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It does. That is actually so funny. I I just think of like all this stuff though as Hooter waitresses had to go through. Like, I mean, even like their lingo or like doing the YMCA. Like we'd have to say, have a Hooterific time. Think or- of how we slung in orders. Like, I mean, there was nothing normal about it, but it was a lot of fun. What, what would you say when you have to throw it in? Order in, right? You'd have to yell out order in. 
Um, I don't know. We just had like a, t- a counter thing where we'd like go up there and we would just like yell at the cooks like, come on, where's my this? Where's my that? Like, where's my buffalo shrimp? Where's my nachos? Like, come on, these people are getting mad. It's been 45 minutes. I just remember the birthdays because I'd get up on the stool and be like, uh, attention, everybody at Hooters. My boyfriend here today is turning 16. I was like, yeah, why, why totally. I to that is exactly that. Is and then so did you guys funny. have to sign like um, napkins on every table? Like yeah, always. we had to yes write your name on the napkin put it down. Yep. How funny ours? Yeah, that gosh that wow that was so long ago. So that's but that's where we met all our best friends. Oh it was gosh, crazy. We all kind of had a very similar background, the same story of how we ended up there, and it's the same crew of us of nine that have stayed best friends since we've been eighteen, and it's just it we always like when people. We'll be like, where'd you all meet? I remember for a long time, we'd all be like, college. And then sometimes we love telling yeah. people Hooters. Hooters University. Yeah, but when people are like, wait, y'all met at Hooters? We're like, yeah, we all met at Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> One of my best friends I met at Hooters too back then. And I was, how old was I at the time? I think I was probably 19. 19 or 20. Yeah. We started at like 18, mm-hmm. 19. It's crazy. What a time, Hooters. I know. Hooters. Well, I'll have to go there one time. We'll go to one of the LA ones together. Gosh, I haven't been to a Hooters in so many years. Me either. I haven't had it in years. Please, let's, let's do that. Do it. That'll, That'll be, be so, so fun. fun. And the reality show for the Hooters, I want in on that. Yes. I want to be a too. It would be so we'll entertaining. It would be so good. It would be good. so entertaining. We'd have so much fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm making... Just think about the Hooter girls who would fight over regulars because, you know, the one regulars that come and be big tippers. Oh, yeah. Oh, but then the fight to be in the calendar. Oh, And then to yeah. do the pageant in Vegas. I mean, there was Oh, fights. the pageant. Yeah. Like, they asked so me to do it, and I was like, yeah, film. sure. And then the day before, I bailed. I was like, I ain't doing that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's that is... so crazy. I know. Ugh. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for being with me today. I wish we could just chat forever. I want to come hang out and snuggle with y'all. I know. I know. Uh, right honestly. in the middle. It'd be so fun. Right? I just could picture myself right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that would be so cute. And thank you, too, for just everything. And stay strong in that quarantine house. Yes. Hey, tell them Own that you it. got the Bellas now as your backup. Yeah. So. Body slam. We'll body slam anyone, even with baby <laughs> bumps. So if anyone judges me again in this house, the Bellas will come and drop kick you with their baby bumps. Yeah. I'll have like a projector up of like some footage of y'all. Yes. Be like, Do you want this to happen to you? Exactly. <laughs> Aww, thank you, ladies. That's so sweet. I feel so loved. Brie and Nikki, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I had so much fun. I know that you ladies are super busy all the time. You're content queens and you're always doing new fun projects. Is there anything that you want to tell the audience about right now? Yeah. So Nicole and I are really happy because we just found out, was it yesterday or the day before? Yesterday. Yesterday, we are now New York Times bestselling authors for our book Incomparable. Yes. And it's only been out like a little over a week, but... um, Go get our book. We, you know, we really dive deep into our childhood and just everything, what made us strong women. And also catch Total Bellas every Thursday on E! right now at 9, 8 central. And so um, you can get a lot of Bellas in quarantine. A lot of Bellas from <laughs> podcast, YouTube, memoir, E! You could find us somewhere. <laughs> Whatever you turn on. We'll be there. Um, all right. Whenever this is all over or like whenever we can get together again, let's go to Hooters. Let's just hang out in general. I really like chatting with y'all. Yeah. I oh, you too. too. Let's do it. I love it. All righty. Stay safe out there and good luck with your pregnancies. I'm excited to watch your gender reveal on, what did you say, June 11th? June 11th. Thursday, June 11th. All right. I'm going to keep my eyes out. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Bye, love. Bye. 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 All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on podcastone.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And leave me a review letting me know what you guys want to hear or what you think I could do better. I love hearing from y'all and I really appreciate it. So I'll catch you next time. Bye.